Hi, you're listening to the Go Time Podcast with Impact Church in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and I'm Pastor Brandon. Go Time stands for Global Outreach Time, where we share about the amazing things that God is doing through Impact Church in our neighborhoods, Northern Virginia, and the nations. To get involved or find out more information, check out our website at impactfxbg.church. Thanks for listening. Um, my name is Brandon. I'm one of the pastors here at Impact Church in Fredericksburg, and uh, we want to thank you guys for joining us this morning. Uh, I'm glad that you're here. I'm excited. Uh, we've just had a time of worship. Uh, we're going to enter now into what we call our Go Time, uh, where uh, it's our stands for Global Outreach, where we talk about what God is doing through Impact Church in our neighborhoods, in Northern Virginia, and in the nations. And, uh, and it's so cool because we're a church that is barely two years old, and yet we have so much to praise God for and to thank God for what He's done um, and what He's doing through our church. So, man, we just praise God, and uh, we're going to talk about that. And then in a second, um, after that, we're going to open up God's Word and continue our sermon series in the book of Ephesians. And then we're going to have an opportunity to respond. And so I just want to bring up, you guys may have noticed some response cards on your seats. They were the cards that have the little blue tear-off part. And I want to encourage you guys, you probably picked it up and slid it down the row. And so now they might be on the end of the road. But this is your moment to meet your neighbor and ask for that back. And so you can uh, grab that back. We're going to ask everybody that's here today to fill one of those cards out. This isn't something that uh, is not like a hook for new people. Uh, This is an opportunity for us to, um, number one, one, get a prayer request from you so that our team who prays weekly for you uh, can have an opportunity to know how to pray for you. And number two, there's a place on the back talks about taking some next steps. And, uh, and so if God's speaking to you today, if you're like, man, I, know I got questions or I need to give my life to Jesus or uh, what is baptism or how do I get in a community group? Uh, there's all sorts of boxes and there's even one you can make up your own. So if you just got other questions, you can, you can do that. And, uh, and so we're going to ask everybody that's here today to drop those cards off in the uh, box over at the giving station before you head out today. All right. Um, well, we are so excited that you're here. Um, and so Marilyn, would you want to come up and, and uh, meet with me? today uh, here on our special edition of Go Time. I always feel like uh, I'm on a talk show or something when we do this, um, but uh, one of the things that we're going to be talking about today and highlighting is something that our church has been involved in and engaged with, um, I don't know, maybe for the last two years, um, but uh, one of the things we've been doing is when we launched this church, we did so in the middle of a pandemic, but we also did so on the tails of the evacuation from Afghanistan. And as you know, that created a lot of refugees. Um, there's always refugees. That, that's the thing a lot of people don't understand about refugee ministry is they think that just when the news covers something that there's a lot of refugees. Um, but there are always a lot of refugees because there's always stuff going on in the world. So, um, so we're just more aware of it at other times. So our church beca- began to get involved uh, in the ministry right here in Fredericksburg. So I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but there are a lot of um, refugees from around the world right here in our city, right here in Fredericksburg. And so we as a church feel a unique responsibility as God's people to meet them, to love them, to care for them, um, to share God's hope with them through Jesus. And so um, so we, we began doing that all the way from me going to military bases. Did you ever do that? Going to military bases at uh, Quantico. To... I, was, I was too chicken. <laughs> yeah, well, it. God 
made up for it, he didn't did. he? Um, and so uh, doing that to then getting involved and doing some really cool stuff like teaching ESL uh, to these families, taking care of children, doing clothing drives, all, all sorts of, of great stuff. And so, um, but uh, every now and then we ask Marilyn to come up here because Marilyn has, uh, I think she tried to dabble her toes into this ministry and ended up neck deep into what God is doing. And so uh, I wanted her to share with us a little bit about what she sees God doing among the people that are here in our city. And then we're going to give us some, uh, we've got some things like some tangible ways that we can take action and, and respond to. So Marilyn, thanks for sharing with us today. I know this always takes a little bit of courage, um, but maybe you could start off by telling us a little bit about maybe some cool things you see God doing, and then maybe some hard things okay. about this ministry. Okay, yeah. Um, so I've been involved with this um, organization we call Blend ESL, and it's a group from all different types of churches, um, and we work together on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings to teach ESL to um, predominantly Afghan refugees, although we do actually have like three people that aren't Afghans that joined us. This mm. I kind of feel bad for them because like everybody else can talk except for them. Like, you know, it's kind of funny. But anyways, um, and so we started out, um, gosh, it's been a year and a half. Yeah. We're going on two years here. I started out in the nursery um, taking care of babies and then ended up teaching uh, the basic level. Uh, and so you think basic level, y you have to like take it down three notches because the ladies that I teach have never, um, they don't know any English, like none, zero. Like most of the places in the world, you get at least a little tiny bit of English, this is zero. And a lot of them are completely illiterate in their own language. They've never been to school, um, never had the opportunity because of the culture that they lived in in Afghanistan. It doesn't value uh, women. Um, it doesn't value educating them, and uh, so anyways, um, so yeah, it was, uh, I, I was like, you know, teaching's my thing, and then when God gave me this, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much harder than I thought it was going to be, <laughs> um, so I was telling Brandon the other day, or somebody, I don't know, man, might have been you, I was, I've been reflecting a past the last year and a half or so uh, of this, and um, I just, when I, when I got on board, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited to get to teach. And then when I interviewed my first person and said, hi, my name is Marilyn. What's your name? And she just went. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my. <laughs> we're, really, we're really at ground zero here. And there's not a lot of stuff out there to help you with this. Like, as far as most of the stuff that teaches ABCs is for preschool. Um, and I just feel like you need to ramp it up a little bit for the women. Um, so anyways, so God is taking me on this crazy journey, um, and it was uh, terrifying um, to get involved. I, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, it just was. Um, you're standing up in front of all these people, and they're just staring at you, and you're staring at them, and you're like, oh gosh, how am I going to do this? You know, but God has been so faithful. I think that's been the big thing that showed up for me, is just that he has provided time after time after time, whether it was ideas for how to teach uh, whatever I needed to teach, the perseverance to go back in the classroom after you realized what you taught just failed. Mm. <laughs> um, I just, as a kind of fun one, uh, just a funny, funny story. I had, uh, I had this worksheet from last year, and I'm like, I can use last year's worksheets. This is going to be awesome. So I Xeroxed that bad boy off. I handed it out, and uh, we were going to practice. A lot of times we practice our worksheets before I send them home for homework, and I have these pockets, and they take a, like a marker, and then you can erase it. And they start, you know, I thought I explained it really well on the board. They were doing it good on the board, and then I gave them the thing, and they started doing it, and I was like, 
oh my, no one's <laughs> getting this right. You know, I'm walking around, I'm like, nope, nope, this is not happening. Um, and so I had to stop them. I'm like, stop. They do know what that is, stop. You know, and then <laughs> they all just look at you, and I'm like, um, and then you have, how do you explain that you wrote a terrible worksheet because you can't really do that. Like, I don't have enough vocabulary. So my way of doing it was just, I, I told them, this, this sheet is broken. We had just talked about broken things. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, broken, you know, teacher will fix. So <laughs> give me the papers, you know. <laughs> so they started laughing, you know, and hand me the papers back. So I had to take it home and fix. And so they, they cracked up the next time I came in on Thursday, passed out new papers, and they're all like, hmm, whoa, whoa, yeah. <laughs> teacher fix. Yeah, teacher, teacher fix. fixes sheet is good, you know. So the, just the perseverance to keep doing that. Um, and then, like, whatever he has asked me to do, whether it's go to someone's home, um, get involved in trying to do a lot of paperwork, medical stuff, there's just all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, he's always provided what I needed. Hmm. Even if I'm terrified going into it um, and thinking, what am I doing here? Like, I, a couple, like la just last week, I was sitting in the middle of a situation in someone's living room, <laughs> and I said, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, I would say, I'd rather not be here right now. Um, and just because it was a very crazy situation. And, and God is just, I just felt like he was just like, I put you here. Hmm. And I was like, but he did. He provided the grace. He provided. He provides translators when I need mm. them, whether it's a six-year-old, someone in Afghanistan on a phone, like, it, you know, just walking. And he always provides. Because I used to be scared to go to their houses mm. um, if I didn't have somebody. Because, like, again, my ladies, we, we've run out of English in 30 seconds, mm -hmm. you know, on a good day. Um, because you just run out of, you, you can't have so much conversation, you know, table, mm -hmm. chair, light. You know, and then we're all like done. You know, it just and so it's hard, but they love, but the love that God has given me in my heart mm. for these people, again, it came from Him. You know, to give to them, it's just really cool because they just need that. Yeah. Um, they come from really hard situations. I, I think I was telling you the other mm -hmm. day. It was just like, um, you know, sitting in the living room and listening to these people's stories. I don't know how many of you guys have done the bless study. You know, we did begin with prayer. And then listen was like the next one. Yeah. And so praying for these people and then being given the opportunity to go sit and listen to some of their stories, they're hard. Yeah. And I, that was one reason I really didn't want to get involved in this at first because I can be a pretty, I want to fix things for people. So it's really frustrating for me when I'm sitting there and this person's telling me all this stuff and there's absolutely nothing you can do to fix anything for them, you know. Mm -hmm. And But just listening, you know, I had a, guy, which is unusual for the men to talk to me much, um, but there was a, a Afghan man this past week who was just, he just unloaded their whole life story, and I was like, dang. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't have a lot to say, but it, he just obviously needed to talk. He talked for almost a solid hour. I'd come to see his wife, but she was online doing something and couldn't actually come out very much, but, um, and just listening, um, you know, again, it's just, it's just crazy, and so I was, I was thinking about a scripture that you were actually preaching on last week. Let's oh. see if I can get this right. It says, um, for by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created mm. in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand mm. that we should walk in them. And so sometimes I think we think we have to prepare <laughs> all this stuff, you know. And I, if anything I've learned over the past year is that God has those opportunities, and he is mm -hmm. very good at steering you into those if you'll mm -hmm. just let him. Um, and then as he does that, then he provides whatever it is that you need. But usually in the moment, like, you know, I would like him to give it to me in advance. Like, I'm a planner. I like things in advance.
But I've discovered in this ministry there's very few times I get anything in advance, which has been very difficult for me. <laughs> um, you know, I thought impact stretched me with that. You know, that but this has really done it another notch. Um, that, well, Marilyn, and just to, because this is yeah. what they may not know is you and your family moved here, what, five years ago, six years ago? Six. six. Is, is it six, honey? What is it? I'm bad six with years numbers. ago, yeah, she's like, what does it even matter at this point? Uh, six years ago, and uh, just the journey. But if God would have told you, Marilyn, I'm going to move you and your family to Fredericksburg so that you can work with uh, <laughs> refugees from around the world. Run. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, especially from Afghanistan. Like, mm. it's just, uh, it's a very different culture. Um, I've come to really love the culture. There's a lot of really awesome things about it, but there's some really, really hard things about it as well. Um, I just, their hospitality is just about unrivaled. Mm. Like, the women will invite me to their homes, and they'll be like, yeah, come anytime. They, like, literally mean that. Like, if an American <laughs> says come anytime, they don't mean that. They mean, you know, call me a day in advance, make sure you check to make sure that it's actually still okay for you to come over. Mm. Like, you know, and they, they actually mean literally show up mm. anytime, and they will, like, fix you an entire meal when mm. you show up. Which, again, for being American, that was hard to take because I was like, oh, this woman is going through all this trouble. She could just serve me a cup of tea. That's all I really need, you know, and she's mm. fixing the whole nine yards. But, um, yeah, but it's been, it's been really cool. So to mm. me, I think the biggest takeaway over the past year has been that God provides the opportunity, mm -hmm. then he provides what you need for that opportunity, and then he provides you another opportunity. Yeah. And he may not tell you why you're doing what mm. you're doing. And I think that kind of leads into what I was going to, yeah. you know, what we were talking about, the, you may not think that what you're doing is affecting anybody but this one person. Mm. I have this one individual family that God's given me um, to really help a lot, and a lot. Um, <laughs> and uh, so anyway, so I've ended up in this one apartment complex a lot. <laughs> um, and I just thought I was minding my own business working in this apartment, you know, because I just have to go to her house a lot. Um, and I actually got pulled aside by the management of the apartment complex. <laughs> Thinking you were in trouble. I thought I was in trouble. I thought, oh, no. But actually, she had been watching and wanted to know uh, where could she find more people to help the people that live in her apartment complex. She said, you can even bring your church people. And I was like, huh? Okay, then. <laughs> um, so, church people, we have an opportunity that God's just <laughs> dumped on us. I cannot handle this opportunity. It's too big. Um, I went and talked to the, I forgot what she's called. Anyway, she's kind of in charge of activities and things for this apartment complex. It's Section 8 housing, is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. um, it's the severely government-subsidized housing. Um, and they have done an amazing job. A lot of the housing I go into is not nice. Um, this is really nice, even though it's Section 8. Um, this lady has really turned this apartment complex around um, and made it a really awesome place to live. I told my husband if I were Afghan, I would live in. That's where I want to live. Like, out of all the ones I visited, that's the one I want to live in. Um, it's kind of cool. It's got, like, its own little community feel, like, almost, you know. So they do a lot of things for the residents. And um, one of the girls was talking to me, and she was like, uh, you know, I said, she unloaded a lot because I sat in her office and listened. Mm -hmm. I listened. Good. Um, and I, finally, I just, there was so much. I, I went home feeling completely overwhelmed. I'm like, somebody had just dump trucked all this stuff on me, and I was like, like if you could have help with the top three things, what would you want help with? Um, and so she listed off uh, ESL, um, computer literacy classes, and um, personal hygiene items, like cleaning stuff and toilet paper and paper towels and things like that. She has like a little 
it's like a mini food bank that she runs sometimes. And so when she gets items, she'll put them in there, put out a APB basically, and people are like, and they grab it and run. Um, no, not <laughs> well, it can be that bad. She actually has it in her office now, and they only take one per family because mm -hmm. otherwise it was kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. um, so anyhow, uh, those are the opportunities that we kind of have in front of us. Um, yeah, so I want to point out just a couple of things. So one, um, Marilyn just started praying, and then God gave her an opportunity to teach ESL. Oh. Uh, to teach ESL. And then from there... Uh, now she's telling us stories about being in people's homes and drinking their tea and playing with their children and meeting their apartment complex manager and like getting opportunities to serve them. So like, like you, you can't plan this. Right. So you never know just from listening to God uh, what that may lead to making such a, a major impact. Um, huh, that's a good name. Yeah, that's a good yeah. name. Um, and so so I want you guys to hear that, but, but we've, God has graciously opened up doors for our church to help serve. And one of the, that you're going to hear about today in God's word, um, one of the visions of this church is to be truly a multi-ethnic, multicultural church um, that reaches people from all over the world, right where they're at. And this is a great opportunity for us to do that. Um, and so, uh, like Marilyn said, uh, they're looking for three things. So um, three of the greatest needs. So you got to understand when we go into a community uh, and say, how can we help? We don't come in and say, this is what we will do. Okay. Because what a lot of times I call it when helping hurts. All right. And I got that from having three kids. Um, sometimes they're helping hurts. And so uh, sometimes we as Christians, our helping actually hurts people when we don't understand the context that we're dealing with. So, um, so we asked them and they gave us three things. So those are the three things we're going to do. We're not going to, uh, so you may be tempted and go, oh yeah, but I could come in and put on a puppet show or I could come in and pave the parking lot or whatever. And, uh, and that's great. And we might get there, but these are the three things that we, we want to do. So we want to help provide hygiene items and cleaning items, uh, for them. We want to help teach computer literacy classes and, uh, we want to help teach, uh, English as a second language right there to them, going to them at their apartment complex. Those are the three things I heard you say, right? They are. And so what I did is, and we don't know what this is going to look like. So you're jumping on, my, uh, on board this crazy train that <laughs> um, we actually don't know where we're going. I mean, we know where we're going, but we don't know what it's going to look like when we get there. Um, and it, you know, I don't know. We'll just see. Um, so I do need to know if you're interested, um, if anybody can help and is interested. So I have a very old-fashioned paper and pen, because I'm old-fashioned. So this is supposed to be a multi-generational church. So I am old, and therefore I like paper. So paper is back there on the uh, next step station. So if you could um, put your, if you're interested, only if you're interested, put your name, your phone number, and then I've got a bunch of check boxes you can check whether it's ESL, helping with ESL, what time of the day are you available? Is it a morning, evening thing? Because I know a lot of people in this church will work, so it may end up being an evening class that we end up doing. Um, and then which days of the week work best for you? You know, are you a weekend person? Can you do weeknights? You know, whatever. I, that, that gives me information to then sit down with some other people and just kind of start a dialogue and see what, what can That's we come perfect. up with. 
That's perfect. So you can find that at the next step. So yep. like this might be a next step for you. So you can go uh, to the next steps table. And like Marilyn said, even if you're interested, this isn't a, I'm going to bring hygiene items next week to church. No. This is just a, are you interested in helping serve this community um, in the city of Fredericksburg that is, uh, has our international friends in it? Um, and so if you are, you can go back there and sign uh, that up. And I've got a surprise because we've got another opportunity to serve. Can we okay. talk about it? Or, Yeah, do you mind? Sure. Yeah. You can have the oh, just so you know, like the apartment complex has approximately 400 residents and 60% of them are Afghani. Wow. So it's a big, big spot for Afghans. It's amazing. Hey, Rachel. Peekaboo. <laughs> sure, yeah. No, stay here. Let's pray. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, oh, sorry. This is Rachel, and uh, and so she uh, she's not just coming up uh, unannounced. Yes, I am. But well, kind of. Um, but uh, Rachel also uh, has been a part of helping serve and is a part of helping serve this community of people, and um, has yet another opportunity uh, that we can be involved in as well. Absolutely. So, who raise your hand if you're currently like in the season of decluttering your house, right? We all have oh, clutter, yeah. and this time of year, I feel like it just, I don't know, it's a good time to declutter. So when you are decluttering, or if you feel called, um, when you go home, look through your closet, look through your kids' closets. We need clothes and shoes and winter jackets and mm. all the things because our international friends, um, some of them have been here for a little while and have those things, but a lot of them have a lot of children and children grow mm. and have needs continually. So last year, um, uh, yeah, Marilyn um, reached out and uh, through her, I was able to become a part of this. I don't even know about this. <laughs> <laughs> you will, it'll ring a bell. Okay. Um, so last year we were able to put on we didn't know kind of what we were doing. That's sort of the general theme. But um, <laughs> we were like, these these families need clothes. And we have clothes to give. And instead of donating them to Goodwill or trying to sell them to consignment stores, like we brought them to the ESL, like, yeah, after class one day. And we, God provided, because I was like, I think we'll have maybe a couple trash bags full of clothes and they're going to be kind of like old and ratty. No. People showed up. We had about 27 of these huge dining tables set up with men's, women's, children's um, outerwear, shoes. All at, I don't know where it came wow. from, but it showed up. And we were also weren't sure how it would be received because it's a very um, honor-shame culture. And we had heard through Marilyn and some of the other ladies who are really in, in this with these ladies that a lot of them might not be open to accepting used or you know, secondhand items, but they were, they were hungry for this stuff. Mm. They, their kids needed shoes. Their mm. kids needed clothes. So we also called it, a, it was a clothing swap. Yeah. So like the Americans also went shopping. Yeah. So it wasn't just Afghans. So it was kind of like, but we, you know, the Americans, I think, I don't know, I, I wasn't there. What oh, I took stuff home. You took stuff yeah. Home. At, for the good of shoes and stuff. Yeah, so. Yeah. So, so how can we help? Sorry. So the point is, um, <laughs> so we are doing it again. And um, it was received really, really well. Um, some of the ladies left with boxes and boxes and boxes mm. of stuff for their homes. For their homes, And then the next week, the kids showed up in the same clothes that wow. we had set wow. out on the table. So awesome. the point is, um, if you guys have anything that you think could help these families, whether it be... You know, like I said, kids' clothes. Men's clothing is huge. They shop for their husbands. Mm. Um, just anything that 
is sitting around that you might not need, um, we would welcome it. Uh, and these families would love it too. So I don't, I don't have a date just yet, but I am gathering stuff. Um, so feel free to start. If you have things, let me know and I can come pick it up or we can organize um, a time to get together. Um, and I promise you it will go to a good home. We will set it out and um, our friends will um, be really happy to receive it. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. And I think, um, yeah, so don't worry about like having to remember all of this. Like, make sure you're on our email list. We'll send you an email with all of these informations and where you, all this information, where you can take stuff and all this stuff. But I wanted you to get a picture today of how God is using this church to reach the nations. Yes, we celebrate when we load up airplanes and send people to the ends of the earth to go share the gospel, but we also celebrate when we load up our personal cars and drive two miles down the road and, and love our neighbor. And so those are ways that we want to celebrate as a church. So I want to just celebrate, man, what God is doing um, through Impact Church to reach the nations and the opportunities that God is entrusting us with. Um, and this is not just for a few people who feel called. This is for everybody. So if you're like, I don't know, yes, you do. All right, this is for all of us, and we're all going to be actively involved in it. So um, I want to just take a moment and pray. I want to pray for Marilyn. I want to pray for Rachel. I want to pray for all of those who are involved in this work, and I want to pray uh, for the international community here in Fredericksburg. So would you guys bow and pray with me? Hey, Pastor Brandon here again. Thanks for listening to our Go Time podcast. Here's what I want to invite you to do. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube at ImpactFXBG or our website, ImpactFXBG.Church. If something we talked about sparked an interest in you, we would love to hear from you. You can email hello at ImpactFXBG.Church. Until next time, let's keep living the dream.